Box fans, how's everybody doing? Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. This is where we take all of your questions and we're doing multiple of these each week of the playoffs because we know there are so many topics to go over, so many questions. We want to make sure you guys are fully prepared for the upcoming matchup. And yesterday when we did this show, uh, there had not been a practice there had not been an injury report. So now we have a little bit more information on how guys are in terms of health and who's available and at what level and when we can expect some of those. So we're going to start by talking about some of that. But as we do that, we want to give you guys a chance to submit all of your questions for us. If you're not already watching on Facebook, head over there and you can put your questions in the comment section underneath our live video. So while people do that, give me some of the updates, Scott, on who was out there and, and at what level and what the injury report told us about guys availability for this next week. Well, the big one was that Rojo, Ronald Jones, wasn't yet back practicing, but that wasn't unexpected. Um, coach said afterwards that he hoped that Rojo could get back could get back on the field today, which would be, you know, a very good step. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But LaShawn McCoy was back after missing the last week and the last game due to illness, not COVID-related, just illness. And so you, you still have good depth at the running back position. It's not yet certain whether Ronald Jones will be able to come back from that quad injury in time for Sunday's game, but I think you feel good if even if he's not out there with Leonard Fournette and Keyshawn Vaughn and Shady McCoy. So um, then you had both your receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, are on their injury report. Obviously, Mike had the knee that he played through last time, and Chris Godwin has a quad uh, hip thing. So, But they're both limited. You see that a lot. Those players like that, uh, limited early in the week, generally you don't have to worry too much about whether they'll be available on the weekend. Yeah, I was thinking about how we were so sad that the Bucks last week had a Saturday game instead of a Sunday game because of guys like Devin White and it affecting that with the COVID list. And, you know, we, even guys like Mike Evans, we didn't know how that was going to go. But now that yeah. we're past that game, this is great because there is that extra day for some of these guys to, to get better that going from a Saturday all the way to Sunday. Now it's kind of a nice thing because we were able to get past that first game. Yeah, it created an obstacle, but they got over those obstacles and won the game, and then you get the advantage on the back end. You're absolutely right. So from a Saturday to a Sunday, one extra day, obviously they already had that. Right now they're they're now into the regular part of a, a Sunday week schedule. So, um, yeah, that's got to help quite a bit. And one thing about the injury report, and I'll uh, address this specifically to Mike Evans, if you are an injury report one week and uh, you play the game – or even if you don't, you are automatically on the injury report the next week. So um, that doesn't mean Mike had any sort of setback whatsoever. Uh, obviously, the fact that he played was fantastic. And he spoke yesterday. And I mean, I don't, I'm not worried about his availability at all. Just just know that when you are on the injury report until you've been clear for a week, you stay on for another week. Yeah, that is a great reminder. Um, we had a question uh, from someone asking, are we going to play tighter coverage this week than the last time against the Saints? Last two times, yes. uh, or, I mean, specifically the one that didn't go very well at all. Uh, I, we get this question and I, I completely understand it because as a fan, sometimes when they're completing a lot of passes underneath and you see a cornerback seven or eight yards off, you think, why aren't we playing tighter coverage? But I wish I could just break down the film here and show people that in every game it's, it's, they mix up the coverages. Sometimes it's tight. Sometimes it's, it's not as tight. Sometimes it's, uh, it's more aggressive. Sometimes it's man, sometimes it's only he, Todd Bowles mixes that up a lot. We tend to only remember the snaps we see that we don't like. And obviously sometimes the looser coverage is the right call. And sometimes the tighter coverage is the right call. And sometimes you make what you hope is the right call and it ends up not being the right call and not working out. So you're going to see a mix of coverage in this game and the next game and the next game. I mean, we could keep answering this question every week, but it's the same thing. 
All right. And then um, we, of course, we know offense and defense both going to be very important, but uh, we also had a question asking, do you think that the defense is actually more of the key to this game? Which, which side of the ball do you think will be more important in terms of coming out with a win? Well, I think what that question basically means is where's the biggest possible variance of outcome uh, because the offense, I would, and for that reason, I would say defense because I feel pretty good about our offense really as long as Tom Brady's getting pretty good protection like he did against a very good Washington pass rush last week. Uh, I believe our offense is going to be able to put up points. The, the game against the, uh, the Saints in week nine, which was by far our worst offensive game of the year, not even close in virtually every category, was, was honestly was a fluke. Um, you know, same way that I don't think Green Bay views us destroying them 38 to 10 and Aaron Rodgers not getting throwing two picks and no interceptions. I'm sure they consider that a fluke. Sometimes you just have a bad performance. But for the last five or six weeks, the Bucks passing attack in particular, but the offense overall has been basically unstoppable against any defense that we've played. I don't have any worries that our offense will be able to, to um, you know, put up points. The defense, there's more possible variance there, you know, because we've seen that, you know, some of these, some of these offenses out there, the Rams, the Chiefs, they've had a little bit of trouble stopping them at times. Uh, but then also I do think there's this world where this defense comes out and really clamps down and you've seen it against good offenses sometimes. So the, the defensive performance is probably more important to the final outcome just because I think there's a wider variance of what could happen there. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, Alan asked, what are the adjustments that will happen to the O-line with Alex being out? So we can kind of do two things with this of one, just talk about who's going to replace him, but then also what you think this could mean for the line overall and, and maybe some of the adjustments that could be made by the team at large to help with some of this. Well, it's not really a big complicated thing. Um, Aaron Stenny is going to step in at right guard for Alex Kappa and everybody else stays where they are. And uh, Aaron Stenny has been with the Buccaneers since November of last year. He has seen very little regular season playing time, but he's been in practice for a year and a half. He should know the system. Um, head coach Bruce Arian says he's athletic uh, so and a strong guy. So, you know, we said this yesterday. We have confidence in Aaron Stane. The team has confidence in him, but you don't really know what you're going to get till we play this game. Um, as far as adjustments for helping out a guard, I don't know. I mean, you, I don't know. It's not like you could put a tight end right next to him like you could a tackle that you want to help. I think they just have to play the same offense they're used to and, and trust Aaron Stane to step up and, and be good. And uh, I know we've answered this um, before, but we did have a lot of people ask us about the availability of OJ or Vita, you know, the whole idea of IR for the regular season. Does that also apply to the postseason, or would this be enough time for either of them to come back? So can you tell us an update on the two of those guys? Yeah, it does apply. Um, you can come back from injured reserve in the postseason if you, you know, have been there for three weeks. And obviously both of those guys have been for a lot longer than that, but they're not coming back. Their injuries uh, just a few more weeks in the postseason is not enough time to get either of them back on the field. So uh, I know we all would love that. And it's a very good question, but no, don't expect them back. And we also had some people asking about if we were able to make it all the way to the Super Bowl, would Alex Kappa be able to potentially come back? That's a good question. And I'm going to have to admit that I don't have a good answer for it right now, just because there we haven't actually talked about the severity of Alex Kappa's injury. If he gets put on injured reserve, then the answer is going to be no, because you have to be on that for three weeks. He has not been put on injured reserve as of yet. Um, but you know, an ankle fracture sounds kind of serious to me. Um, so 
I don't like to play doctor and guess on these things, so I'm not going to speculate, but we don't have yet the information on what his prognosis was for how long he's supposed to be out. So um, I think it seems like a long shot to me, but I can't go any deeper than that. Okay. And Richard had asked, do you see Todd Bowles being interviewed elsewhere as a distraction for the team? No. And, and, and you said earlier, Casey, the long week helped with a lot of things it also helped to give them more time for the coaches and there's a little more time in the week and and you know you knock them out with their zoom interviews anyway at this point so it's not it doesn't even involve travel and i believe he already knocked them out um you know bruce arians addressed that on monday said it wasn't a problem at all okay and um we also had someone ask do you think we had a few different versions of this question um but about the potential polars polarizing nature of this game the fact that there's a lot of personal stuff going on. And um, we had somebody ask if you think that the team has been reminded that it would be a bad idea to have issues with that. Oh yeah. And it will continue. The team will continue to be reminded of that. I think it was pretty funny and telling that Bruce Arians brought this topic up on the very first press conference of the week on Monday before the team had really even moved on to new Orleans he already was sort of through the media sounding it out to his players that you can't get involved in the trash talking and the finger pointing. The topic came up again yesterday. I, uh, I don't think Bruce does a call today, but I bet you it'll come up again the next time he's he's in, on one of those Zoom calls uh, because there has been some chippiness in this series. And I'm sure that the Bucks remember how much the Saints celebrated and deservedly so, to be honest with you, after that week nine game at Raymond James Stadium. Um, and the, the thing you have to do, you have to know what's going to happen. And, and let's not pretend that there aren't trash talkers on the Buck side. Come on. We know there are, there's every team has trash talkers. There might be one or two for the saints that have done a particularly good job of it this year. And you saw the Chicago receiver get ejected and that happened both times they played the bears. So you just got to keep your head about you. And that's what he's trying to tell them. I mean, it, there are going to be emotions to this game and they're going to be heightened because this is a do or die, go home. Your dreams of the Super Bowl are still alive or they're dead. I mean, yeah, the emotions are going to be high. So you're going to, you're going to just have to try even harder to keep them in check. And then um, Benny brought up, uh, he said, I really think Gronk with his blocking helped make a huge difference in last week's game. Do you think they will do the same thing with the Saints? Meaning will Gronk be used in a similar way to try to help with um, a lot more of the blocking game? It does make sense. And, and he's right. I thought Gronk did a good job blocking as well. And also um, there was a little more um, too tight in stuff in that last game. And I could definitely see that happening again and probably for that reason. So yeah, I think that's a good point. And um and we'll see, but that's one of the things he's really given the Bucks this year. And, you know, he didn't have a catch in that game. They had the one play that they really thought was going to work in the back of the end zone, didn't quite hit it, but otherwise he kind of took a backseat in the receiving game and helped out a lot at the line of scrimmage. And we did mention this at the beginning of the show, but I think there's a lot of people that maybe hadn't quite tuned in yet. So we've had a whole bunch of people asking about Ronald Jones and his availability. So can you uh, hit that? Back to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't. He didn't practice yesterday, but that was sort of the plan. Coach Arian said he was hoping that he'd be able to return today. So when we talk to y'all again tomorrow, we'll know if that's true or not. And we'll know which way it's trending for Ronald Jones to be able to play on Sunday. Because I would say from listening to Bruce on Monday, he definitely was, was not sure that Jones would be back by Sunday. We need to see how this week develops and, and how that quad injury, um, you know, how it responds. Um, and we also had Richard ask about Kevin Minter and if he has a chance to be cleared from the COVID list before the game. That's a tough one too, because for to be able to answer that, we'd be have we'd have to be able to say, did he go on the list due to proximity to a person who had tested positive, or did he himself test positive? And since the team is by rule not allowed to say that, 
I can't say that either. And that's what you need to know, because if he tested positive, absolutely not. He won't, he can't come back. Uh, he could clear in time since he went on Monday, if it's just a proximity thing. And lots of times, uh, the team or the player, not the team, but the player may come out and explain which one it is. And then we could talk about it. But since that hasn't happened, we by rule can't really say. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks so much for all the amazing questions and for joining us. We will be back again tomorrow morning. So if we didn't get to some of your questions, make sure you come back then at 10 a.m. And we'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you.